0: This is Tuesday, December 28th, and we're continuing this week looking at our calling that we receive from God. Now, growing up, my parents had us swimming almost as soon as we could crawl. By age six, my parents got my two brothers and me into a competitive swim club. We practiced every afternoon after school, and we did this all the way through high school. I think it was more a water creature than a land animal at the time, but I loved it. The competitions were tough, and they were often humbling. These were the times when all our practice and skills were on the line. Our hard work could be seen in the outcome of our swim meets, our competitions. As a part of the team, we swimmers had all sorts of conversations about competition. We wanted to win. We wanted to learn the secret recipe for being our best. How much rest should we get? Should we take a break from our hard practices a few days before the competition? How many carbs should we eat the day before? And so on. You get the idea. Well, Scripture tells us the kind of life that most supports our calling. Here's our text for today. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author, the founder, and perfecter of our faith. Now, the scene of this passage is not a swimming pool, but the arena of life, and we are all in a race. And no, it's not a race against each other. It is for the sake of the kingdom of God. It's not for our salvation. Jesus already ran that race and won it for us all. The text says that people are watching us and they can see how we are doing and what we are living for. We have the cheering section of both earth and heaven, friends and family, who want to see us flourish. So what's the problem? We can be in the race, but also doing things that will hinder us, make it more difficult. We can be our own worst enemies in life. I love the story about how one day Gandhi of India was asked by a reporter who he considered his greatest enemy to be. He'd been dogged by the press and pursued by those in government that saw him as a threat to national stability. In response to the question, he reached out his hand with his finger pointed and began to extend it, and then then he turned that finger toward himself. You see, it wasn't those who were political and rival political parties that were his greatest enemy. He knew that he was the greatest obstacle in his own life. Yes, we can be our own worst enemies in living out our calling. We can harbor life practices that keep us from enjoying God and from being our best. I think the sins this text mentions are not the petty sins of our lives. I think the weights we carry and the sin that clings to us is more about not trusting God, not looking to Him. This is why we are given the assurance that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. We are not being asked to make our lives work on our own and to present ourselves perfect before God. (laughs) We can't do that anyway. We are being asked to rest in Jesus, the one who has done it all. Some translations read author and perfecter as beginner and finisher. Yes, Jesus is the one that began the race and he finishes the race all the way to the cross. You see, these verses don't so much call us to try harder to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. This text reminds us that our hope is in Jesus. When we, when we weed out sins to become good and really good, let me tell you, <laughs> we learn that we can't. Our righteousness is in Christ. This passage is about our calling, and our calling is focused on Jesus how He finished the race. We're not being told about Jesus as an example. We are being shown that He is our Savior. He did it all. We simply come to rest in Him. And that's something I learned about swimming. It's part of the basic instruction. Swimming is always a combination of work and rest, effort and glide. Watch a swimming event, and you'll see that this is so. Yes, there is great effort, but then there's that strategic rest, the glide that allows the swimmer to make the most of each stroke. And this is the way our calling works. The more we come to rest in Christ, the more we can live deeply into the calling God has given to us. And this is also the gospel. It is in trusting Jesus, the Alpha and Omega, the beginner and the finisher, the pioneer and the perfecter, that we can get things right. Sin, the thing holding us down and holding us back, is whatever keeps us from seeing this and from resting in Jesus. And There is a race set before each of us. We may not see it. It's about winning the prize of Christ himself. It's true that we've already been given fullness in Christ, but it is enjoying the fullness of Christ to the limit, given the way he has made us and in the ways he made us to serve and live. Now today, some of my favorite times are in the water. I relish moments swimming a coral reef, spearing a fish or catching a lobster for dinner. I'm only able to do these things because years ago I spent hours in the water, time and training. All of this is a gift of God. I feel God's pleasure when I'm swimming. And this is what God wants with us in the daily moments of our lives so that we might enjoy him both now and forever. Let's pray. Lord God, you made each of us with purpose. Help us to see that our chief purpose is to enjoy you and live in your grace We easily get distracted by sin and pulled down by the heaviness of life. Thank you that the yoke of Jesus is easy and his burden is light. Amen.